the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 106. It's Friday, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's still January. It's Friday, January 21st. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. What are you doing for lunch right now? Swing over to the Lodge Pub and Eatery, full bar, large dining area. Enjoy a unique rustic setting. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, as always, when you get a chance, please visit the website, dipetro.com, and dipetro.com, which is sponsored in part by our friend Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. Pat is based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, License in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. I received a nicest email from someone that said, Pat Elston, I haven't talked to her in a while. She helped me get my first home uh, 15 years ago. We'll call her. Say, hey, Pat, Happy New Year. 401-474-5253. You know, the, um, the current real estate market, uh, you know, it's strong if you're dealing with the right person. If you're dealing with someone who's a professional who has experience and that person is Pat Elston, services all over Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call her today. There's a link at the website, dipetro.com. Now, I want to bring you up to speed on just some of the news of the day. And this situation with Russia and, and Ukraine, it's um, it's very serious, folks. In in the um, the fact that <clears throat> that President Biden, you know, said, well, you know, we'll we'll allow a small incursion the other day. That w- that was a big misstep. That was a huge misstep. He shouldn't have said that. Um, that was something that, you know, in their sending out Jen Psaki, the press secretary, and Harris, the VP, but that that was a huge misstep by the president of the United States. And and Ukraine is is very much frightened about it. Now, as far as the market, there is someone right now saying approaches end of super bubble. Good luck. We're all going to need it. Some people just wondering how much longer that the market continue to crank along that, that as it is. Closer to home, uh, there's been more turbulence with the Department of Health. And Governor McKee is saying, you know, now he's forming a committee. You know, I can't stand that stuff. Forming a committee. And he's going to then let them help decide who it's going to be. You know, many times that's all just how much input do they really have? It just seems, you know, another example that he doesn't want to be the one on the firing line. He wants to kind of pass the buck a little bit. I think Governor Dan McKee has found it's it's harder to be the point person to make the decision than maybe he, he thought it was. Um, I, you know, he, he obviously was mayor of, of Cumberland and then was lieutenant governor. But I think this has really tested him and he is shaking up his staff a little bit. He did get rid of one of his communication people and then obviously Dr. Scott and then that other individual, Tom McCarthy, um, he also has now resigned and left. So the governor is definitely, both of those individuals were Ramundo people in some sense. And Tom McCarthy 
was the, uh, he's a, um, I think he was either in Afghanistan or Iraq. I'll have to put up. But when he resigned, he didn't even thank and mention Governor McKee and his resignation. He basically just thanked Dr. Scott. As a matter of fact, let me, um, I'm going to just pull that up. And Dr. Scott, I liked how Dan McGowan said that Dr. Scott's resignation was, you know, Dr. Scott, her letter resignation to Governor McKee was, uh, hey, you owe me for this and you owe me for that. And it wasn't exactly, you know, it's been uh, really a privilege working with you. And I mean, there was nothing like that. Um, the situation with Governor McKee wants to build a $100 million, $100 million Elena Slater Hospital. I, that is not the direction that things were going. Tom McCarthy sang her praises. Dr. Scott, her alone. Dear Dr. Alexander Scott, I'm ready to inform you I'm leaving my current position at the Rhode Island Department of Health February 1st. Serving as a member of the leadership team and a career highlight of mine. Grateful for your guidance, support. Um, joint state government. I was looking for an opportunity to serve the home state. And um, blah, blah, blah. And that was, that was um, basically it. So nothing about Governor McKee. And nothing about, uh, you know, Anything mentioned, didn't even mention, did not even mention, he did not even mention um, Governor McKee in his resignation letter. So I think that is, um, that's obviously notable. But I like, did I like how Dan McGowan, I mean, she, uh, when Dr. Scott, her letter to Governor McKee was, I don't want to say run of the mill, but it was basically... Could have been anyone, anywhere, just giving their resignation. You owe me for this. I had some unused vacation time. I want that money. Um, I mean, it was not, it, it wasn't exactly a, um, it, it wasn't exactly like, I can't thank you enough and how terrific it's been work with you and this decision was tough. It was, hey, just a heads up. Uh, you owe me for this. That's going to be my final day. And, um, you know, like I said, not a, not exactly a, a, a long letter in that way. All right. I want to get to some of the sound. Now, again, just to kind of give you an idea of where we are right now. Um, but there is good news on this Friday. It's one thirteen. There is good news. And that is the numbers are going down. The numbers are going down. So, um, and, and as far as the schools, I, I, I think the Democrat candidates for governor that are maintaining that the state should be in some kind of a lockdown, uh, I think Helena Folks, I think, does an interview. She thinks that every child should be vaccinated. I think that's out of touch with how a lot of people feel. I'm also seeing that. URI has revoked honorary degrees, you know what, I'll play this, to uh, both General Mike Flynn and Rudy Giuliani. So that had been rumored for some time. And I, like I said, I did get an email from someone saying, well, what about, you know, Lamar Odom? And what about Lamar Odom? And why didn't URI revoke his and da-da-da? So 
um, I, because of how it's seen, because of how it is, it's viewed. Someone with a drug problem is not viewed the same way as, let's face it, listen, Mike Flynn, General Flynn, Giuliani is another level. I don't, certainly doesn't care. Mike Flynn might care. He's a graduate of URI. Um, his life seemingly changed dramatically in January of 2017 when he suddenly had to leave his position. So, but let me just hear, this is the uh, Channel 10 piece on this. Trustees at the University of Rhode Island has voted to revoke the honorary degrees of retired Lieutenant General Michael Flynn and former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. NBC 10's Cal Domowski joins us now from the live alert desk with the latest. Hey there, Cal. Hey there, Barb. After a brief discussion from board members and a statement from URI President Mark Parlange, the board voted unanimously on both revocations. Today's decisions come after a lengthy process, which dates back to the school's previous administration. Earlier this week, President Parlange recommended the degrees be stripped from both Flynn and Giuliani, as he said they both, quote, no longer represent the highest level of our values and standards, end quote. President Parlange cited Flynn's felony guilty plea of lying to the FBI and his call for a coup in the United States, like in Myanmar, as reasons for his degree to be revoked. As for Giuliani, URI's president pointed to the former mayor's involvement in the January 6th rally leading up to the Capitol insurrection as one of the factors. During this discussion, board members asked the president if his recommendation was subjective and not political. These were all facts, and the committee did a very thorough and careful job to respect uh, the facts of the matter and of the actions taken by both Mayor Giuliani and General Flynn. Flynn received his honorary degree in 2014, and Giuliani got his back in 2003. The revocations are the second and third in the university's history. At the Live Alert Desk, I'm Cal Domowski. So again, you could make arguments about that. And I, I recognize that a number of... Um, of supporters of General Flynn and maybe less about, Ju- I, I don't think, you know, Giuliani, it's like put it on the pile. He's He's got some other things that he is certainly uh, worried about. I don't think that's, that. I don't think that's, he, you know, oh, did I get that? I don't remember that I even got that. But General Flynn, he might be a little more because he's a URI grad. Maybe it disturbs him a little bit more. I just want to quickly play folks. Governor McKee, this is obscene. A $13 billion state budget. You, you, you could carve $2 billion out of this whole thing. But let me just play. This was the Channel 12 piece that I think um, did pretty well. Let's hear he it. He submitted his budget proposal to the General Assembly for the next year. His tax and spending plan for the next fiscal year is $12.8 billion and includes the remaining $1 billion in American Rescue Plan Act funds. McKee's plan would not raise your taxes. Our Steph Machado has been digging through those documents. She joins us now live at four with what the governor is proposing. Kim and Brian, it's a bit of an unusual year because instead of talking about a deficit and how to cut spending, the governor's team is projecting a surplus in funds. Plus, they are flush with pandemic relief money from the feds. So there's a lot of new spending for items like housing, a new Eleanor Slater hospital building, and money to create new municipal learning centers, for example, in this budget. Now, the governor's budget experts were asked in a briefing with reporters today, if they have all this surplus cash, why don't they lower taxes? 
The governor, in a perfect world, would love to have done something like that. I think he took a realistic approach that we had a lot of one-time funding. Um, he wanted to make the targeted cuts that he had. He knew that this was neither a time for uh, tax increases to balance the budget or major expenditure reductions to balance the budget. The governor did include a legalized marijuana proposal in his budget. It is very likely to change once the House and Senate come to an agreement on the details, but it does seem more likely than ever that recreational marijuana will become legal this year, guys. And Steph, on that note, it's good to point out none of this is a done deal. So what happens next in the process? That's right. This massive spending package was just submitted to the General Assembly this afternoon. They will spend months uh, vetting it, holding hearings where the public can weigh in. And then they make changes, which typically come out in June to be passed by the House and Senate right in time for the new fiscal year on July 1st. You know what's amazing about that, folks? And again, that is the Channel 12 report. Is um, what, what, what I find interesting is initially what we were told was one of the reasons they were looking at legalizing cannabis was because the state needed the money. And now the state is flush with COVID money and revenue surplus, and they're still moving ahead with it. So I, I, I don't, um, they want $47 million to the Rhode Island Convention Center for facility improvements. Again, these are all, how does that help the middle class? How does that help families? With all this money, why isn't there any talk about cutting taxes? Why isn't there anything, you know, Governor McKee could step forward and just say, we're going to wipe out all these business fees. Governor McKee, hear me out. Folks, right now it's one nineteen. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. If he wanted to, Governor McKee could take a few simple steps that would improve. We are always, the state of Rhode Island is always listed dead last, business friendly by CNBC. This is a a golden opportunity where Governor McKee could say, we're going to cross off this. No more fees for business for this. No more fees on business for that. No more of that. He could do some simple steps that could put us in the top 25 states business friendly doing business. He's not doing anything like that. He could cut taxes. He could cut the sales tax. As you know, someone sent to me last night, and, and you don't hear this, and the next time he has a briefing, I would like to ask him about it, but he um he absolutely could seize on the fact that a lot of people don't mention that it was right now is a great opportunity. Hear me out at 121. And I want to credit Brian Cologli on Twitter. Great opportunity, Rhode Island, to cut the sales tax from 7% to 6%. What's the sales tax in Massachusetts? 6%. What's the sales tax in Connecticut? 6%. What's the sales tax in Rhode Island? 7%. It's been 30 years since Governor Dupree raised the rate and 20 years since the DEPCO bonds were paid. So huge revenue, huge surplus. Nowhere in this $13 billion budget does Governor McKee even look at potentially cutting taxes. I'm also saying Meatloaf was, quote, scared to death of COVID 
but rallied against masks and vaccine mandates before dying from the virus. I, I don't understand that. And I also think 74 in this day and age, 74 is even seen young. 74 years old. Meatloaf. I would think he's got money. How much money does Meatloaf have? For him to play a little more sound. He had, some, he had certainly had some hit records. He had a, a pretty successful career. That Paradise by the Dashboard Light that was a big hit. Um, meatloaf earnings. Let me just see. How much... I'm going to, nah, let me see. All right, meatloaf, net worth, 45, hey, 45 million. He's leaving 45 million on the table for crying out loud. Imagine you get 45 million and you won't get the vaccine. And so now you are dead of COVID at the age of 74. Now, here's a, a more updated that claims that he had $75 million. Hmm. Well, either way, when you get to 50 to 75 million, it's all kind of falling into the same category. All right. I want to play, play a little bit of sound. President Biden did speak. He did address the media. Um, it, it's, it's ludicrous how the president, folks, right now, the situation with Russia and Ukraine, Putin is willing to go in. It is kind of comical that Kamala Harris, the VP, we cannot, they must honor the Ukraine border. They cannot go into Ukraine. You know, all of this stuff where suddenly now this administration that all they've been preaching for the past two years is there's no such thing as a border. There's an open border. Anyone should be able to come into the United States. And, you know, suddenly now, well, you know, Ukraine, Russia must respect the border set up with uh, of Ukraine and they're a sovereign nation and they can, well, you know, that's that's not what you have been that's not what you have been uh, talking about for the past two years. Not at all. Quite the opposite, as a matter of fact. Quite the opposite is as, as the U.S. border has been uh, completely left open and a lot, anyone that wants to come in, that's really what it is. Anyone that wants to come in basically could enter the nation. I want to play the Today Show had a pretty good piece, the high stakes meeting in Geneva right now with the Russia-Ukraine. Let me play. This is the Today Show this morning. Good morning. Uh, the, the meetings in Geneva are underway and going into those talks, the foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov of Russia, was thrown a question. Does he expect Russia to invade? He says, no, he does not. Russia has repeatedly denied that it intends to invade, but it still keeps those troops on the border. It has been putting more troops into Belarus. And here in Kiev, I just came from the Cyber Defense Agency, and I was talking to the deputy director there, and he was showing me the charts and the number of cyber attacks against this country, which he attributes are mostly coming from Russia, has been spiking dramatically over the last several days. 
over the last several weeks. And so this country is concerned about an attack. Publicly, they're not saying very much. Uh, the president, aside from that uh, sharp rebuke uh, against uh, President Biden, is trying to keep a calm face. He's not telling the people that they should panic, that they should take up guns, that they should rush to the border. He's saying that they should behave as normal, especially as these negotiations take place. One other uh, tidbit out of Geneva so far, the deputy foreign minister was asked, if, is Russia afraid of Ukraine? Because if you listen to the Russian media, they say all of their actions are defensive in nature, that they've built up forces along the border because it's Ukraine and NATO who are the aggressors. And he said, no, Russia is not afraid of anybody, including the United States. We'll talk about fear and tension. Imagine living in Kiev right now. How are folks dealing with this, knowing there's 100,000 Russian troops at their borders? How are they preparing and dealing with that possibility? Well, there's a lot of confusion. I, I met with a, a group of Russian businessmen, yes, uh, of Ukrainian businessmen yesterday, and they don't exactly know what to read uh, of the situation because this country has been at war, a uh, low-level war with Russia for the last eight years. So on one level, they think, well, maybe this is just an escalation of what they've already been living through. They're watching their own government telling them to be calm. If you turn on the local television here, you don't see many reports about the Russian buildup. They're talking about local things so clearly they're they're not trying to cause a panic deliberately but they also see the world's media is descending on uh, on this country. They see that there are international negotiations going on. They know that there are these 100,000 troops. So they're worried. They're worried why their government isn't talking more about it. And they're worried, is this significantly different than the low-level war they've been having with Russia for the last eight years? You know, that guy... And again, folks, good afternoon to 127. Richard Engel, he is a great reporter. He is a great reporter. He has, I, I think, I was unfamiliar with his work until September 11th hit. He was always on the ground in Iraq. He was, he was in Afghanistan. He is, he is a great reporter. Now, I want to go back to, this is important, President Biden trying to clear up his remarks about what he said. comments about it that sparked a firestorm. He had suggested a minor incursion might draw a weaker response from the U.S. and its allies, but he's now trying to make it clear that is not the case. Meanwhile, the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, is holding tense talks with Russia's foreign ministers happening in Geneva overnight. We've got two reports for you, including Richard Engel, who's live from Kiev this morning, but let's start with NBC senior White House correspondent Kelly O'Donnell. Hi, Kelly. Morning. Good morning, Savannah. President Biden says there is no confusion between him and Vladimir Putin about the serious cost if Russia invades Ukraine. And right now, the president's top diplomat is trying to head off conflict with Russia in what could be the last real chance for diplomacy. This morning, President Biden's words and Vladimir Putin's actions under scrutiny. High-stakes diplomacy in Geneva today, as Secretary of State Antony Blinken meets face-to-face -face with his Russian counterpart. While President Biden and the White House tried to walk back confusion. Have any, any assembled Russian units move across the Ukrainian border? That is an invasion. 
following alarm after his more spontaneous comments Wednesday that suggested certain Russian aggression against Ukraine might not trigger a robust response. One thing is for minor incursion and then we end up having to fight about what to do and not do etc with 100,000 russian troops at ukraine's border president zelensky responded on twitter we want to remind the great powers that there are no minor incursions just as there are no minor casualties Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell urged President Biden to send more U.S. forces to Eastern Europe to bolster NATO allies. We cannot afford to let Moscow underestimate our resolve to impose serious, serious crushing costs in response to any further incursion against Ukraine. On the brink of conflict, the president had also exposed that key allies are not on the same page. Our differences in NATO as to what countries are willing to do depending on what happens. But trying to strengthen his hand, Secretary Blinken emphasized that the U.S. and European partners intend to speak with one voice. We'll continue to make very clear that if Moscow chooses the path of further aggression, we will impose swift and massive costs. On this too, we're united. Looking for more clarity, the White House also says that the U.S. and NATO allies do not have to have identical views on Russia and Ukraine in order to be unified in their approach to stop Putin's aggression. Folks, what a mess. I mean, this is there's no other way to describe it. What an absolute disaster mess that is going on right now with Russia and Ukraine. Folks, at 1.31, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dipietro.com. This portion of our program, hey, remember, remember our friends at Brothers Disposal. We still have a long way to go. If you have some unwanted belongings or maybe you're doing a small household construction project, call Brother Roland, Brother's Disposal. Let's get a dumpster in that driveway, 401-688-0517. You can find them on Facebook, Brother's Disposal, 401-688-0517, Brother's Disposal. And they're now also offering Weekly trash collection services. You can depend on Brothers Disposal. And it's very simple. If you're listing right now at 132 on this Friday, maybe you're listing on AM 1380, or maybe you have stumbled into the program, 99.9 FM, and you would like to get rid of some unwanted belongings. Maybe you realize, you know, I don't need all that stuff in the garage. I don't need all that stuff in my basement or attic. I have it. I don't want to call it junk. I'm just calling it unwanted belongings, old rusted sleds, old broken toys. I know some people say, well, I don't want to throw it out. I want to give it to someone. Well, a lot of times, no offense, but people don't want your old drunk. They don't. And I'm not talking about clothes. I'm just talking sometimes you just acquire things. Broken chairs, things that someone was going to fix. Maybe an old broken desk. Maybe someone passed away, an old aunt, and then you were given these boxes of her belongings and they're still just sitting in your basement. Listen, why not clean out your house a little bit? 
Cole Brothers Disposal. They will deliver a dumpster right to your home or business. Brothers Disposal. I had a friend of mine running a business, and some of his employees were saying, you know, we need more space. We need to move. And kind of walked around his business and said, you know, I think we could get four more desks if we just cleaned out some of the, like, we've too much, we've acquired too much, like, junk. And so, so a business. Um, someone I was speaking with told me they were cleaning out their basement in their garage and their attic. And they made 25 trips to their local dump. Now, again, I mean, if that worked out for them, but just, do you know how much easier it would be if you just had a dumpster outside your home and you just go into the driveway? So they deliver to your home. And then you throw everything in, fill up the dumpster, and then, you know, you could have it for a weekend, you could have it for a week, you could have it for 10 days. Um, They don't even have to enter your home. Brother's Disposal. Call them, 401-688-0517. Or if you're doing a small household construction project and you need a dumpster. You know, again, it's not easy throwing things away. And especially, you know, people get sentimental that was maybe, whatever, an old chair that maybe a family member gave or that was an old crib or that was Jimmy's little first tricycle or that was, oh, look at those rusted sleds. And people initially think, you know, I don't want to throw them away. I, wanna, I want someone else to get some use of them. But then you realize a lot of people, they don't want old rusted sleds. They don't want an old rusted bicycle. They don't want an old rusted crib. And no one wants to sit in old Uncle Ed's chair. So why not just clean it out? You're going to feel better. Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517, 401-688-0517. Call Brother Roland at Brothers Disposal. He runs a great operation. Remember, for your business also, they now offer weekly trash collection services. But Brothers Disposal. You know, when people do it, I told you, my friend, they cleaned out some junk and suddenly he's like, you know what? We have room for four more desks in here. He had employees like, we got to move. There's no room. You want to hire more people? There's no room as it is. Well, there was once we moved this junk out of here. Or imagine, you know, you could redo your basement or, you know, the attic's always tough. And I get it. People are sentimental and it's tough because it's an element, but it doesn't make life better if you're just... And never mind, there's some people that are pack rats and never throw anything away. And, you know, I had a relative like that, you know, newspapers from the 40s and everything else. I mean, again, I understand the sentimental value, but then you start to realize, you know, a lot of this stuff is taking up space, space you could use. Brothers Disposal, we had another listener who um, he wanted to start to be able to work out in his basement. And then he's like, you know what, if I get rid of this, 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 this and this, some junk. I can have room to work out in my basement. Then he started, then he just started going on a tear. And then he just started going through attic. I think they had a spare bedroom that stuff. Then he's like, you know, why do I have all this stuff? I don't have room in the garage. What is all this junk? He found stuff in there that he realized didn't even belong to him. It was in the garage when they bought the house and the other owner never moved it out. Couldn't throw it out fast enough. Called Roland, 401 888-0517. Good afternoon, Brother's Disposal. Yeah, this is Fred. I live at 55 Main Street. All right, we'll have it out there tomorrow. Boom. Dumpster was delivered. He'd walk out the door. 
build the dumpster. And then they came and took it away. Now he works out in his basement. Now he has far more room. I think he uses the guest room as an office because they have room. And he has a lot more room in his garage. Brothers Disposal, 401 Remember, mention the John DePietro Show. All right. I want to um, let us check in. First, let me check. Folks, don't forget this weekend, competition shooting supplies. Let me... Uh, ooh, this is interesting. John Francis is in some really nice used pieces. All appear to be unfired. Ooh, look at that Ruger. Nice Smith & Wesson. All right, let me see if I can... Um, let's see if I can get our friend John Francis, the defender of the faith, on, on the phone. Because... I wish I could tell you crime is going down. Have you seen the high-profile crimes that have been taking place? It's just been going uh, out of control. So instead, you could arm yourself, right? Remember, the difference between a good guy and a bad guy is uh, something bad happening. Is a good. Oh, I'm looking for John Francis. Folks, join us on the line right now from Competition Shooting Supplies, our friend John Francis. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? Boy, I am drooling looking at your Facebook page. Talk about that that Ruger. You, it, it appears to be unfired. What a beautiful all, handgun. All three, of the, all three of those pistols are, are unfired. Wow. Take us through. The Ruger, Smith & Wesson, and then a uh, kel Take us through, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, so the, um, uh, the, uh, the Caltech was a trade-in, uh, and the other two, uh, I purchased them outright, and, um, so, yeah, I went through them, they're good to go, um, they come with everything you see in the picture there, and, uh, and I have ammo in stock for all of them. Now, you also, two days ago, two more Sig Saucer pistols, and what about that Smith & Wesson? Both gone. Both gone. Wow, boy, that was a beautiful handgun! Holy cow! So those are those are the uh, the M the M eighteen Sig three twenty. That is the uh, pistol that the U.S. Uh, military is now using. Wow! And what about that Smith and Wesson? Look at that. Is that, uh, that is still here. It is. All right. What can you tell us about that? Uh, so um, that's the, the twenty two rifle. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's a package deal that uh, Smith & Wesson had come up with. So it comes with that dot scope, and it does both red and green. Oh. Uh, it comes with a pair of sa- Smith & Wesson safety glasses and a nylon uh, uh, military-style carry case. Wow. Now, John Francis, you also seem to be getting a healthy amount of ammo in. Uh, well, no. not as healthy as I would like oh, it to all right. be. Right. Uh, but uh, I, am, I did get, uh, so yesterday, and I haven't posted that yet, but I did get uh, some more 9mm range ammo. Great. Uh, I got quite a bit of 9mm uh, jacket and hollow point defense ammo from, uh, it's the SIG V-Crown brand. And I do get, uh, I got some more 5.56 and 223. And I've got some more pistol ammo hopefully coming next week. Folks, again, we're speaking with John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. And John Francis, you know, it's interesting, before I let you go, but last Saturday... That incident, that siege at the Texas synagogue, boy, a lot of people, something like that opens people's eyes because I, I heard from a number of people saying, you know, I have a license, a concealed carry. I didn't think of it. But people are realizing that when you think about a church, 
you know, let's just say a church service tomorrow or Sunday, every large group of people, a lot of elderly people, families, young children, women, everyone's facing one way. Uh, people are starting to realize in some ways, I hate to say it, but like in the synagogue, that's like a soft target. And more people I know in the South, a lot of people bring a firearm with them to church just in case. Absolutely. And uh, and I know it may be hard for uh, uh, people around here to perhaps hear, but uh, I can tell you, I know unequivocally of a fair number of people who have who have licenses to carry. Yep. So they are legal. Uh, and uh, yes, when that when they go to church uh, with the family on Sunday, they are carrying their firearm. Yeah, I uh, that very reason. I spoke with someone that he knows some others, and they they form a semicircle, which I guess is the way you do it. So you have somebody at all different points of the church. But again, John Francis, you know, this is a crazy time. Business owners, the more that this state continues to go to the left, the more the people are realizing they need to arm themselves. Now, folks, also, you heard John Francis mention it was a slightly used, doesn't believe that they were uh, uh, pre-owned handgun. Uh, John Francis, you will buy uh, if someone's listening right now and they want to sell either what they have or they want to have a collection, but you, you can either sell it, folks, on consignment or sell it directly to John Francis, your firearms. That's correct. Uh, and that's and that's exactly what I've been seeing. Uh, these folks uh, yesterday, um, uh, you know, unfortunately, like a lot of people, they spent a little too much during the holidays and they need some extra money to uh, help pay off those credit card bills. And so this is something that we see every single year so yeah folks if you got any uh good used guns that you're not going to be using and you know you could use some extra money bring them on in we'll be happy to take a look at them the weather is dry it's cold but it's dry out uh easy to get around john francis what are your hours for today and what are your hours for tomorrow uh today i'm here 10 to 6 and tomorrow 9 to 4 30 all right do you feel any extra pressure being the defender of the faith Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Don. Keep up the good work and keep those Facebook posts going, and we'll talk to you again. All right, John. Thank you. All right, folks. There he is, John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. If you're listening right now and you have some firearms you'd like to sell to him, you can call him, 401-727-1760. He's easy to get to, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You take the last exit in Rhode Island off of 95. It's exit 2A. Someone said to me, now, how do I remember what exit it is? Can't get any easier than that. Two-way. You're going to drive past the Attleboro train station, and then you come up to the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street, take a left, and then, boom, right over on the right-hand side, you will see competition shooting supplies. Folks, I want to remind you, this is a big weekend for NFL playoffs and a great place to watch the game this weekend. They're going to have it cranking is End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Dana, they run a great operation. Folks, bring some friends, meet some new ones. Friendly crowd, End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. So again, folks, good afternoon at 145. It is um, it is amazing that we, we still have another, as I was saying, but we have another full week of January to go. It's only... January 21st and February 1st is not until two weeks, actually. No, one week from Tuesday, one week. So next Monday is the 24th. And then the the Monday after that 
is January 31st. What a January this has been. Potential war looming, Russia, Ukraine. COVID is dying down, though. You want some good news? COVID is dying down. I have someone that listens to the program. I know I should say I know of someone who listens to the program. I've had him on the program as a guest. He keeps asking me, you know, do you want me to come on and talk about COVID? Do you want me to come on and talk about COVID? And I'll tell you what I'm telling him. I I think people are burned on COVID. Now, other parts of the country will start to get it, and they haven't had their surge. The Rhode Island, Massachusetts surge, knock on wood, thank God, is is starting to blow out of the area. So I'm going to tell you right now at 146 what I, I believe which is, I think it's one more week, and then I think when we hit February, several reasons. Number one, a lot of people have gotten COVID. They have. It is, it, they weren't wrong. Highly contagious. That's number one. Number two, there's a lot of people that are vaccinated against COVID. There's a lot of people that got the booster against COVID. I'm hearing from people a common theme, and that is people that were vaccinated and got the booster. They did test positive for COVID, but it was really just like a cold and a sore throat and a cough. So so the number of people, and once you have it, it you basically now, for the next, I think it's 90 days, have somewhat immunity from it. So if you're a business owner right now, and I know it's tough. You know, I was speaking to someone yesterday. This is, right now, this is a tough month. It's January, it's cold, it still gets dark early. Patriots are out of it. Um, COVID is still, people are like losing their minds about the mass and so forth. But I am telling you that I think one more week and then it's really going to go down. That's why it's so important to get to keep these children in school. Because thank God, the children, you know, there are people trying to flame it up. There are members of the media, Channel 10 at a piece, children are going to Hasbro Children's Hospital. Listen, there are always children going to Hasbro Children's Hospital. Doesn't mean they're going there for COVID. See, that's the media trying to hold on to the story. So I want to just finish up. So I, I told the person, I, I'm not really talking about it a lot. Because you're going to see other parts of the country where it's going to flame up more. I believe because we're so close to Boston, because we're so close to New York... We, we got hit bad around the holidays in the first part of the month. But into when we hit February, which is February 1st is a week from, is actually um, a week from Tuesday is February 1st. You're going to have the number of people that have not had COVID is going to be very much decreased and the number of people who have not had COVID and are not vaccinated or have the booster, that number is also going to dwindle. So a lot of people, people that have had COVID, okay, you had it. Hopefully it was a cold, sore throat, you're over it. And now, boom, you just resume life again. Um, so you, you have a lot of that. So if you're a business owner right now at 148, I, I mean it. Um, I give you bad news when there's bad news. I believe right now that around here, I'm not saying it's this. Listen, there are there are people listening right now that have not been vaccinated. They haven't got they haven't come in contact with someone with COVID yet. And so they may have a rough February. 
if you check Facebook, there's still a lot of there's a lot of people dying from meatloaf. The singer died from COVID. There's still a lot of people dying from COVID. I spoke to someone this morning. He said he's been it's three weeks now. Now he, he didn't end up in the hospital, but it's it's still, you know, taking over his respiratory system. So for those that that haven't gotten it yet. Um, they could have a tough February, but the number of people is becoming less and less. So with all the people that have been vaccinated who then got COVID, they're going to be in the clear for February and March. And because so many people are still working from home, because people are washing their hands, because people are wearing masks, because people are being cautious who they're around, the, the flu is also down. So contagious germs are down. You know, we look at it differently. When someone coughs now, people realize that's someone that's spreading germs. When you cough and someone has a cold and they're sneezing and they're, they're, people now recognize, okay, that person is spreading germs. And people don't want to be around someone spreading germs. So now I also, when we hit February, it starts to get lighter out. Um, it just starts to, life gets better. Now today, sunsets at 10 minutes to 5 later today, which really means it's light out to like 5.15, 5.20. Over the next week, folks, I really mean this. I think we have like one week left where it's bad. And then February, and then never mind, when we start to get into February into March, I think things are really going to be better. So, all right, let me, now you still want to stay on guard. And you still, you, you just have to be cautious. Some of the things I think that have come out of this whole situation with COVID. And again, folks, good afternoon at 151. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Something that I think that is good is um, is just, you know, people, there were people that I always just felt that were inconsiderate. They, they had germs, they were sick, and they were inconsiderate. And they almost felt like it was their right to spread germs. And I think that's one of those things that people realize, like, no, it's, it's not okay for you to spread germs. Um, just because you have the flu doesn't mean everyone has to get the flu. Just because you have a cold and cough doesn't mean everyone has to get a cold and cough. You know, you don't go to work if you're sick. You don't send your child to school if they're sick. You don't go to a party if you're sick or be around people if you have certain symptoms. If you have a bad fever, you stay at home. When someone is sick, they quarantine in the home. I, I, I think that that is one of the benefits of COVID. I've, I've never understood where people are very sick and they go into the office. And then how many, how many people listening, it makes its way through the whole office. Think of that. Or if you're in my situation where you had a loved one who went into the hospital for a simple procedure and then because of germs and infections and then it gets worse and then they never made it out of the hospital when they should have made it out of the hospital but people are selfish people shouldn't go people shouldn't go to a nursing home when they're not feeling well people shouldn't go visit someone in a hospital when they're not feeling well there's a lot of idiots out there what covid has done is basically said listen if you're an idiot you can't, you don't, 
You don't go into work and start touching everything and coughing all over everybody. You don't go to church if you're sick. You don't go anywhere inside where you can spread your germs. So you would think people would know that. They don't know that. When you're outside, we're, we're much safer and better off. All right, let me see if I can um, reach the queen of health, folks. Remember, it's my health. They're open right now. It's nice. Look at this beautiful blue sky on this Friday. God is good. Tomorrow's going to be nice. Um, I think right now, if you're riding along on Menden Road, you could pop in and see our friend. Folks, there she is on this Friday with a blue sky, and it's Friday, and on the line with us is our friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Happy Friday, Marie. Good afternoon and happy Friday for sure. Folks, uh, Marie, you have the right name when it comes to It's My Health. I mean, as people are finding, there's nothing more important with the focus on health, people remaining healthy. And that's what your It's My Health, that's what it's all about. That's the goal, help people to regain or maintain their health. Absolutely. Now, Marie, this time of year, what are some things that you're recommending to people? You have a number of people that maybe had covid or they weren't feeling well, they need to replenish their body. If they pop into 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, what are some of the things that you may recommend for people? Along with a nice clean diet, exercise, some good sleep, good rest, you know, managing their stress, maybe a multivitamin, you know, maybe they need some ginseng just to kind of get over that hump of being really exhausted. Maybe they need to replenish their vitamin D and boost their immune system with some vitamin C and some zinc and selenium and quercetin and, you know, all of those good immune supporting products. Now, it's it's uh, it's very cold out. Uh, a lot of people don't realize some of the wonderful, delicious teas that you have at It's My Health where they can they don't have to order and then wait for it to be delivered. They can buy it right there with the best customer service in southern New England and warm themselves up and also make their body feel well. Oh, absolutely. And we have teas that are in, you know, bagged teas. So buy a box of, you know, so many bags of teas. And we also have teas in bulk. So we have, you know, various herbs and various um, teas that way so that you can make your own blend or, you know, or just make a cup or a, or a pot of it. And lots of types of teas, whether you're looking for something herbal to help you with some kind of a health issue or you're looking for just a fun flavorful tea that's healthy and clean you know no chemicals in it hasn't been processed in any way folks we're speaking with marie it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland and marie you have a new fan i got a nice email from diane apparently her husband hurt his shoulder shoveling snow went into it's my health i don't know exactly when but somehow you uh, either you or Dart turned him on to some of the CBD products. Apparently, it it helped his shoulder tremendously. So, folks, if you're listening and you have some kind of an ailment, maybe it's a bad shoulder or a bad back or problems with your feet or joints or elbows or knees, pop in. Marie is very knowledgeable with hemp and CBD products. We can't fix everything, but we do our best. <laughs> you're so modest. What are your hours today and what are your hours tomorrow? Be here till 5.30 today and tomorrow from 9 to 4. The sun is out. It's nice and dry. And It's My Health is open. Marie, keep up the good work and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. Have a good day. All right, folks. There it is. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I just received an email um, from, let's see, from Jerry. 
Dear one, I am enjoying the program. Can you mention that company again that does the cleaning? Yes, I can, Jerry. Thank you. Folks, remember, if you want to email me, the easiest way to go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-T-R-O.com. Soul Source Restoration. Soul Source Restoration. S-O-L-E. S-O-L-E. He said he couldn't find it. It's S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration.com. But you can call for a free quote, 401 712 2700 712 2700 they clean and disinfect residential commercial properties a lot of people are obviously and rightfully so confer- concerned about germ spreading these days especially with the virus so rampant uh contact soul source restoration 401 712 2700 well folks again it's john DePietro on this uh, Friday. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop it and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Full bar, large dining area. And also, as things start to get a little warmer, they have that nice outside deck. So that is um, something to watch for the weekend is is what's happening uh, overseas uh, with Russia and Ukraine. That's very serious. Um, Putin is dangerous. Putin is testing the United States. Putin is evil. Putin is testing the world. Putin is testing the world right now, but really testing, um, really testing President the Biden administration. The Biden administration. Hey, how about? I'm glad. Also, huge turnout in D.C. Huge turnout for the March for Life crowd uh, in D.C. right now. So, and, you know, why are they counter-protesters? What, what, what do they care? Why do, why, why do, why do they care? Um, let's see. The family of former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn has issued a fiery statement response. URI is going to um, get rid of his degree. So, well, we'll see how that pans out. Well, folks, it's 159. It's John DePietro. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to have some up, big updates coming up on the website a little bit later today as far as some stories you're going to like. I want to remind you, we will be doing Facebook Live later. And then tomorrow, when there's breaking news, we go out to our live stream. And then also we will be out there tomorrow for the uh, rally for Olivia. I want you to um, I want to thank the great Jeff Gamach. Makes it possible. Stay tuned. Coming up is 2 o'clock news. And then you will hear the John Dion program. Again, listen, thank you for listening. Stay warm. And if you want to help the show, go to petro.com and buy one. WNRI Winsocket.